This is the Fade You Podcast, episode 39, March 23rd, 2021. Welcome to the show. Hello to all the dads out there and the moms. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at Fade You Sports, and please subscribe to the podcast wherever you might be listening. My name is Matthew James, joined on our Weekend one of March Madness recap. Kmart is here with me. Kmart, I miss you. I miss Vegas. I miss the Vegas. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Chris Duke is here. He decided not to show up to Vegas. So fuck you, Chris. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. What? Especially sorry because you know if I was there, I would have been fucking hammering, double hammering Kmart's system on lucky idiots and in person and we would have just been freaking drunk together oh so much so yeah you're getting kidnapped next year and going whether you like it or not and uh definitely shout out to kelly in vegas for inviting kyle and i and i think what did they call them kyle did they call them the the frat or what did they call neil and did you see in the picture they posted yeah, I, they had a name for him. I and I left. I had to leave. Really before the consigliere. They gave him a name. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they uh, they invited our dumbasses for some reason to the private theater in the Westgate. Much appreciated. We had a blast. Uh, awesome time hanging out with those guys. So met some cool people. Absolutely loved it. Kyle, just for people who haven't gone and experienced. March Madness in Vegas. Now it was a little bit muted because of various situations that we don't need to go into, but just how epic is it? I mean, it's fun. You get to go hang out with your friends, degen, get to be around liked individuals who, you know, whether they're good at betting or not, it's it's just fun. You you live, you get to live in people's agony. You get to share defeat or wins with them i mean shit in the clubhouse on on sunday matt and i were on every opposite side oh god of the uh the experts there but uh we ended the day undefeated so that was that was definitely interesting to uh try to keep our cools <laughs> winning and they're and they're losing because let's be honest they're betting a fuck ton more money than we are so we oh can't yeah be too loud <laughs> yeah we were we were controlled controlled uh, excitement for sure and then shout out to the guy in the food court by the sports book oh my god from saturday <laughs> now mind you saturday is the second day of the tournament like, how would you describe this guy kyle um he was ready to take a 40 to the fucking back of his throat this guy <laughs> looked like he just had a heart attack his face was red as shit and then matt and i are waiting to get our pizza and we look over at him and i just see him you know, just put elbows on the table, head in hand, just leaning down. And I swear, I'm not making fun of him, but I swear to shit, the guy started crying because you could just see the shoulders kind of shuddering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was brutal to just look at that. It was like, I don't know what he lost or if he was just drunk, but fuck, uh, like sympathy for sure. It's you see it in Vegas, second day of the tournament, and some people have already lost it all. It's just, oh, it's incredible. Anybody who has not done it, you just, you have to, you have to be there for the whole tournament. Hopefully next year they go back to 
the Thursday through Sunday, because that's definitely more convenient. But man, what a what a way. I mean, the I, one of the worst parts, Kyle, was that we saw the we were we were surrounded by no TVs when we when Texas Abilene or Abilene Christian in Texas were finishing. Oh, my God. We're, we're huddled at a restaurant around someone's phone streaming yeah. it. I mean, just the, the reaction in the books for that would have just been off the yeah. charts. But I mean, it's for our own memory, like that's still pretty. That's oh, it's so happy. silly. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're we're in that Holsteins at the Cosmo before yeah. our buddies want to play in a poker tournament. <laughs> and we're just huddled over a freaking iPhone streaming it off Hulu or whatever the hell you had. Oh, amazing. Just so much fun. And I can't wait to go back next year. Chris, how did uh, how did Dennis do this first weekend of March Madness? So you guys, you guys hammered Abilene, so you guys were loving it or what? Well, Den was on Texas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I didn't know if somebody sprinkled money line and you guys were hoping they'd win out, right? Yeah, Den Den did okay. (laughs) Did you, Kyle, you did, you crazy fuck? No, I was saying we were thinking of you because of the last time we potted, you mentioned. You did. ACU. about how they were going to come up to play their brothers in Texas and how they'd give yep. them a talk fight and how it would be smart to play Moneyline. And it's just, we were just Lo thinking of, uh, how smart you sounded. Yeah, man. Those little Abe, Abilene, those little Christian schools. Look at Oral. They're just coming to play. Yeah. Loyola. You can't bet against God, yeah. guys. You can't bet against God. <laughs> and real quick, Chris, I mean, Kyle makes a good point. And we'll get to the Dennis record check in a second. But, like – you have to think about this. These schools like Texas, when you play Abilene Christian in the first round, and Kyle, maybe you can speak to this too. There is so much fucking pressure on those schools to not lose to a double-digit seed. And we saw it with Tennessee. We saw it with Texas. We saw it with Ohio State. It, it All the pressure in the world is on the favorite, the big school, the big-name school with the big brand-name program. And these schools like abilene christian oral roberts they're playing with house money they got nothing to lose so these upsets aren't that crazy when you think about it from that perspective kyle do you kind of agree with that sort of like pressure angle and expectations yeah and i mean i don't know i I think that's some of it in some cases because i mean a team like oral roberts i mean they've been there they've had a program that's I definitely can see that for Ohio State, but I don't know, man. I just – I think a lot of these schools overlook. A lot of these players are just like they can't match up. We have the athleticism, but, I mean, you got you, – in a one-game series, I mean, you can't even look so much at the players. You have to really credit the coaches, so you have to know a little bit about them and how they're going to rally their guys because you only need 40 minutes. I mean, shit, you only need to stay close for 30 and then you need 10 solid minutes where you can, if you're down 10, you can just rally. How many times, I mean, that's why they call it March Madness. How many times have we seen that? So um, it's just about preparation in my mind. And, you know, I, I definitely try to uh, avoid those, uh, those spots in my bets of just big letdowns. Oh, absolutely. And you saw it in, you saw that a lot in the Ohio, I, uh, Virginia game too. And Chris, do you have anything on that? Like, what is it? Cause you, you're the one who said this the other night, the Abilene Christian, they're going to get up to play Texas and they're going to give them everything they can handle. And, and sure enough, they won outright. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, even like you said with these, like like Loyola Chicago, I mean, that just seemed like free money against Illinois, right? Illinois is going to beat them number one seed against eight seed. Like people forget that Loyola has been there. There's a few of them, um, their players on that team that went to that final four, you know, like they've been there and and people just, the, the public, the Dens, you know, they don't, they don't remember that. They're just like, I'm going to take the better team right now. You know, they're just a right now mindset. They don't think about, you know, who's been there, who's, who wants to play, how many seniors they have, all that stuff. You know what I mean? You see it with all these schools. I mean, you know, all these dogs covering Greensboro covered against Florida state, Eastern Washington covered against Kansas. You know, you had all these teams, UCSB stepped up and almost won outright. I think I mentioned the Gauchos too. So, that was a good one. I mean, it happens all the time, and you have to remember that come March. Iona covered against Alabama. So yeah. it, there's a ton of them. Now, that's at the beginning. You want to really be careful and not just assume every dog is going to cover because this goes into some fade you narratives, Kyle. The UCSB, really popular pick in that round of 32 against Creighton. Creighton barely beat or Creighton barely beat UCSB. So maybe they're going to have a hard time against Ohio. And you said, Nope, fade you. It it is literally why this show exists to fade so fast. The stupid narratives like that, that especially in March madness, which is just narrative central for every single game. There's so much attention paid and there's so much overreaction to one game. What was it about that spot that was like, no, this is, this is bullshit. Well, I mean, not to discredit anything that Ohio did, but like I personally, I mean, I think they have a solid team. Obviously they, they made it into the dance, but I just, I really don't think they had any business winning that Virginia game. Uh, I mean, because of COVID concerns or whatever, Virginia had to do virtual shit for a week or something. I don't know. Um, you could definitely see their execution wasn't as sharp because this year they're more of an offensive team where, you know, we've been like, oh, wow, this unders, unders, unders all day long. But, you know, their offense was actually pretty damn good. Um, you know, looking at it now, I mean, they had like a top 20 offense, still a solid defense, but their offense was actually better. And it was just it was just one of those games where Ohio got up. They did just enough to keep it close hit that three to in the first half. And I looked at you and I was like, well, that's a momentum one. Not only did we lose a, a fade den, but it was crazy for that. But I don't know, UCSB, they just, I mean, I told you before we got that fade den play and I was just about to go book UCSB because what was, I lost my shit with this, with the Bonaventures, with the Bonnies. And one of these one of these teams because they have great guard play is gonna win and so i wanted to go put that in there and it was it's pretty much just you know matchup to matchup and i just didn't think ohio you know had had it for for creighton but yeah everyone's saying oh yeah i've seen all this shit on twitter oh sharp play of the day ohio and it's like why like they're a they're a double digit c like i get it a couple are going to win, but most of the double digit seeds that get to the sweet 16, they are power five. So it's kind of like, I mean, sure, but they're not really a Cinderella. Um, you know, like, like what was it? Uh, not GCU, uh, Fl- Florida Gulf coast a couple years ago. I mean, that's a true Cinderella. VCU even a little bit, 
like just schools where it's like, where did they come from? But I don't know. Creighton's been good. They're well coached. They have great players. And I'm just glad they put my money where my mouth was yesterday. It's such was, a, yeah. It seems to me. And I like, I'm not afraid to say, hey, buy down because I kind of hate that half point thing. You know, I'd hate to it to land on five with free throws down the stretch because it did start to get a little dicey. Then they pulled away, you know, because Ohio's good. But you know, they were able to just, you know, close the door on them. So it didn't get into that dicey area. Well, a couple things. First of all, yes, every point absolutely matters in these games with late game free throws and shit. It, it just sucks to get half point tickled on those. And then it's a great point about the matchups too, because people do this all the time from the round of 64 to the round of 32 or the sweet 16 to the elite eight, one team barely gets by another team and everyone's like, Oh, they're not that good. Like sell them that fade them next game. And it's not that simple. Like you have to look at the matchups like Kyle mentioned. So it's a really good point. Okay. We kind of got sidetracked there. Chris, how did, <laughs> how did Dennis do uh, this first weekend? He went uh, a little over, I think 40. So it was 47 something percent uh, Here He was 23 and 25. So he had a winning record, but not quite a winning year, right around 500. Like he basically, Fading Den, he paid for the juice. You got to hammer some plays. He's still 46% lifetime. Um, you're still absolutely up uh, 46 units. You know, $100 better would be at $4,600. We can't stress how lucrative it is. Now, it's not going to be as lucrative during basketball. I mean, it is. He's going to have his stretches, but he's a, he's a basketball guy. He used to play basketball. He's an athletic dude, but uh, – he likes, you know, good guard play and stuff like that. So he's kind of sharp like that, but he cannot resist favorites and over. So he will always end up on the losing side, but football is always his best. So, um, dear God, please let it be September sooner than we know it. Yeah, it was like his behavior over the weekend was frustrating and a little erratic. Like, like Kyle just said, he's on, he was on sharp dogs like UCSB against Creighton and like Ohio versus Virginia. He didn't fire any overs. Like what the fuck is this guy's problem? Yeah. It's almost like I want to keep track each year. I mean, I've been with him to Vegas and I know he's lost, but we bet a lot more totals. I'm really shocked. He didn't play any totals. Um, I thought he'd hammer some overs and obviously we saw a lot of unders. We would have been good, but I'd, I'd be willing to see how good he is the round of 64 because he sees a lot of dogs getting 18, 20, 25. And obviously we know those can sneak in the back door. But then once that round of 32 came, he saw free money, that low hanging minus five, minus six, and he couldn't help but take those faves. And now that's why he's on an 0 and 8 run and throw it. Uh, you can call it maybe a square dog of Oklahoma. Oh, they can't, they can't lose by more than 16. Hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it loses. <laughs> And it, it was the really the last two days, uh, Sunday and Monday were classic Dan because Sunday he starts he starts hammering uh, Texas Tech, West Virginia. Who was the other one? What was the other one from the, his zero six afternoon? He had West Virginia against um, Syracuse. He had Texas Tech against Arkey. What was the other one? And then he had uh... Kyle. Do you remember? Because it was another one where we were on the opposite of everybody I'm else. Trying to think. Well, whatever. He fired all favorites on Sunday and he went two and six. Monday rolls around. He fires. Houston. Okay, it was huge. That's right. Monday comes. Yeah, right. That's right. Monday comes around. 
he sees the dog win outright Oregon to start the day. So he's like, all right, I'm going to be on the dog train now. Dogs have been killing it. He jumps on Oklahoma, <laughs> loses first half in full to Gonzaga. And then he's so down and out, he sits out the rest of the day and every other favorite after that one and covered. So just that's <laughs> that right there, Chris, is the hilarious existence of Dennis and the way that he fires and then sits out and misses a bunch of winners. Yeah, that's why we love him. I was thinking about that the other day. Like even with NFL and NCAA, sometimes he just he he'll hammer some and he'll neglect some, and you just love that. He'll sit that out and he'll come in at the right at the wrong time. He'll sit out at the wrong time, and it's just it's why we uh, we love to just not miss any plays. We know Joe neglected uh he said we said we don't we don't suggest picking and choosing it'll it'll mm-hmm. work every once in a while but that's why you just fade everyone because uh he comes tends to come in at the wrong time that's right all right we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and kyle kyle gets to have his moment he has been adamant about one team all fucking season and they came through huge for him and we're gonna let him brag about it so we'll be right back trojan condoms all right kyle we're gonna get to your system and how successful the system was here in a minute but you so just so everyone knows kyle is the biggest usc homer i've ever met in my life and growing up in northern california i always rooted against usc i thought it was hilarious when they lost to texas in the rose bowl i still think it's hilarious (laughs) that usc football is just now this perennial underachiever that never lives up to their program's history but Kyle, we give him a lot of shit about being a USC homer, is me especially. And he's been telling me all season that this USC team with the Mobley brothers has sweet 16 potential and that they're talented as fuck. And that if they could just play to their ceiling, they can make some noise in the tournament. And look at what we have here. USC is in the sweet 16 off of the biggest ass kicking of the tournament against Kansas. Kyle, fade yourself. <laughs> fade, shout out to Kevin Cox. Please listen, Kevin. Please listen to the pod. Fade self. Yeah. Kevin hates Bill Self. He fades him all the time. But Kyle, why is this happening? What did you see in this team? Why does none of this surprise you at all? And just how happy are you about all this? Well, uh, you know, it, it started a year ago. Um, this team wasn't quite what they are this year, but... I was looking forward to the tournament. I thought, you know, maybe, you know, if they can, you know, get something crazy like four years ago against SMU, maybe they can get to the sweet 16, but you know, obviously things happened last year. They had one of the best recruiting classes they've ever had for their basketball program, getting Evan Mobley, getting these um, grad student transfers like Peterson. And you could just tell that, with what Andy Einfield has been doing there, that this was going to actually be the year where they can potentially, you know, make some noise. So, you know, I thought, yeah, yeah, this, you know, from what they were last year to this year, what they've picked up, like they should make it to the sweet 16. Like, like you said, I've been adamant about it from day one. And probably when they started getting into um, conference play, you know, I started saying, I think it's a lock for the sweet 16. I think they have elite eight potential and, you know, that's, I mean, 
we've only been there once in school history in 2001 and i mean it's awesome i mean i'm actually feeling they have a chance i mean they're apart from their five foot seven backup guard who made two free throws last night he brings their height average down this would be the the tallest team in the country but they're like two centimeters behind of uh, florida state because of that but anyway, I mean, this team's going to give a lot of teams issues. I mean, look at what everyone talked about last year with the Lakers and the length. Uh, defense rides championships. This team is top 10 in the country and adjusted defensive efficiency. And it's due to that length. We saw that last night. Um, say what you want about Kansas. They've had a lot of issues, but that was, I mean, they held them to 29%. I mean, it was just total ass kicking from top to bottom and they still couldn't make free throws. So, I mean, that's their Achilles heel. I mean, they're going to have to make those, you know, if they get by Oregon to, uh, to beat Gonzaga or to even have a chance at them. Chris, you got to be happy for, for Kmart. For, I, I just, I couldn't all day yesterday. I couldn't stop thinking about Kmart having to work all day and then just, just wait for that game at six forty and all the excitement. And the anticipation, I was just hoping they came through for them. But Chris, how about the Pac-12 just kicking ass all tournament? I mean, we all live on the West Coast. We follow it. We know that ESPN and the national media doesn't give any respect to West Coast sports, whether it's football, basketball, whatever. So good to see all those guys eat some crow and all their fucking ACC and Big Ten love. And nice to see the West Coast teams making some noise and and having some (laughs) success this tournament for sure. Yeah, it's good to see, you know, usually it's uh, in the early 2000s. It was always Arizona making some noise. You know, Lou Dolson got the win. Now Arizona's sitting out. we got some good schools, um, you know, Oregon and SC would always choke. And, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm not going to lie. I'll be the first one like you, Matt. I, I grew up in SoCal, not NorCal. So I had to deal with the pretentious cocksuckers <laughs> that are the USC Trojan <laughs> fans my whole life. But, uh, you know. I don't care. I and mean, that's what the, the rule number one in, in sports betting is put your feelings aside. I was the first one, you know, asking you guys yesterday morning and then asking our other group text, you got to be on Trojans. Right. And uh, of course we were, and I, I don't care. I, I, I'll hammer them and I'll hammer them next game too. You know, I, I don't care. Um, you know, we, we liked what we see. We don't care. We want to take winners. It's all about picking, picking that and making the the account grow so let's go pack 12 and kyle you like them against oregon a lot i mean everyone saw oregon beat the shit out of iowa yesterday and and really just i mean they could have put up however many points they wanted to there was very little resistance from iowa so it's kind of the perfect storm, right? Like you have the public perception that Oregon just fired away against Iowa and oh my God, they're just on fire offensively. And I mean, yes, USC had an impressive performance themselves, but you, you and your system really like the Trojans in this sweet 16 matchup. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably be a little more nervous if we didn't have to wait six days to play. Like if, I mean that, I mean, what, what, Oregon's doing is amazing. What Oregon State is doing is amazing. But what concerns me is the longer layoff going into the Sweet 16. These games are Saturday instead of Thursday this year. So, I mean, I hope they stay hot. I mean, not, obviously not Oregon, but Oregon State would love to see a, 
you know, a couple teams in the Elite Eight from the Pac-12. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my system, uh, you know, I just wanted to check out SC this morning. And when I, I saw them at minus one, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is this a joke? And I put it through my shit. And I'm like, okay, that's that's a winner. Uh, it's on record for 11 and three. It's really 12 and three. I just was drunk in Vegas and forgot to post, uh, um, what was it? Missouri and Oklahoma game. So, you know, shame on me. So that, but I'm not going to take credit for it. So 11 and three going into, uh, going into the sweet 16 so far, just really that one game, but I mean, I got leans on all of them, so I'm just going to kind of watch that number and uh, wait for them to to become system plays at this point. Talk about the system for a second. Why why has it been so good in March Madness especially, but even in just non-conference play in general? I know this is something that you rely on. So, like, where does that value come from without giving too much away, obviously? Because we need people to actually listen to us and not do it themselves. (laughs) I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's just – how I've said a lot just on Twitter, uh, just being able to find, especially in uh, those, you know, lines that are, you know, between one and three, finding, you know, someone where who's being undervalued and who, who even I think is, is better. So, you know, I have a couple of different metrics I use. So, you know, I just put all of this into an Excel sheet and kind of as the sharp say play the number not the team so i look for the numbers that get me excited and from what i've seen when these numbers hit i mean what we've seen from when we did uh fdr to uh to this i mean i swear the system hits at probably 72 percent historically and yeah it usually is better um non-conference during that regular season, that conference, it's just, it's a crapshoot. It's hard to get going every game, um, especially if you're middle in the tier. So it's just hard to rely on. Um, so I'll still use it, but um, you know, it's just, it's not as much. It has to be just a true love. So, you know, I was using it probably what Matt February, a little bit leading up, but I mean, in the whole month, I maybe played six plays and went five and one. Cause I just was like, I'm only going to play it if I would like, put my life on it type of thing so i died once and <laughs> that's, it is what it is but uh yeah there's a few metrics that go involved go into play in it and i mean as as we saw i played the system said drake i hated it i personally thought sc would win by double figures they did but you know i played i played the system and all three losses have shockingly been in blowouts so it's just other team kind of just didn't really show up you know to what their full potential was and that's kind of the issue it can have in what i've seen in conference games is just it's hard to to get up and you know just really have everything and no system's ever going to be 100 percent. of course pretty damn fucking close of course yeah chris you think den is going to sit out this week until the sweet 16 is he is he feeling bad about himself after his 0 and 8 stretch between <laughs> his Sunday afternoon and then Monday morning? You know, I, I never know what he's thinking. I, I try to text him. Uh, I text him after his 0-6. I kind of said, like, you know, fuck the 
fuck Texas Tech. And I said, screw those freaking Houston Cougars, you know, I'm trying to kind of lure them into a night play. And then after <laughs> Oklahoma lost, I said, fuck the Sooners, hoping he'd hammer something else. And so, you know, sometimes I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he gets, you know, gets busy at work sometimes or he just says, you know what, screw it, I'm cold. He'll let himself, you know, cool off and try to clear the head. But uh, we know he'll be back. He'll be back. He loves he loves March. And it's crazy because usually he'll bet on different stuff. You know, he'll throw an NBA play in there, but he's just really dialed in. It's been all March Madness plays, so he should hammer later this week. Yeah, we'll see if he finds any NBA overs or if he truly is going to wait around until Saturday. But um, you collecting from him this week? <laughs> he gave me 300 and said, I'll have a nice chunk next week. So uh, maybe after he gives me that chunk, he feels all squared up. He'll he'll hammer away. <laughs> oh, we love him. All right. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Matthew James 78. Uh, Chris, where are you? Not that you ever tweet, you asshole. Chris Lee Duke 23. I think I might change it to uh, to something like poopy plays or something because I'm going to just poop text the worst smell. I mean, it, God, it's so beautiful. Look at how much crap has hit in March. It's just been beautiful. Ones that the, the average Joe wouldn't even dream about taking just hit. So we love to see it. You do. You missed the poopiest team of all time yes you missed the rockets on their l20 <laughs> and they actually won outright yesterday no shit good for them wow i can't imagine what it'd be like in a nba locker room being like yeah we've lost 20 straight unbelievable i mean hey the the next next team up is your buffalo sabers who have lost <laughs> 14 straight chris so get that Twitter name want- changed and start firing on the Sabres until they win. We'll see how long it takes. <laughs> you think they can do it against the Penguins tomorrow? <laughs> Absolutely not, but I know you do. <laughs> Plus 250, give it to me. <laughs> oh, God, hazmat suit. Uh, Kyle, your system has been on fire. Where can people find you on Twitter if they're not all following you yet? And they're dumb if they're not. Find uh, find me through Fade You Sports. He's retweeting them every time, but Kmart's underscore angles. There it is. Please make sure you're following the Twitter. And just remember, everybody, if you bet on poop, you just might get the poopy result. Or anal beads. <laughs> <laughs>